Hello and welcome to In the Shower with Taz and Marcus, a bite-sized, informative podcast that's aimed to be listened to while you're in the shower, but really you can listen to it anywhere at all. The whole point of this podcast, we take those questions that have been keeping you up at night, those little niggling thoughts that have lived in the back of your head since forever, and we debunk them with style and grace in the time it takes to have a shower. Thus far, we've answered questions like... Why is plastic so bad? Why do we carve pumpkins at Halloween? And why do we put up Christmas trees? And loads, loads more. I guess you could say... We expand your mind while you wash your behind. And this week is no different. So as we said in the last two episodes, we are teaming up with Cadbury Twirl to not only answer for the next six weeks Cadbury Twirl fan questions, oh, that's a tongue twister, but to also try to get to the bottom of the most mysterious question of them all, being... What makes a Cadbury twirl so twirly? It's a big question. And and, do you know what? Last week, I thought it could be that the chocolate was trying to do yoga. But maybe this week, I I don't... I've I've fallen out of belief of my own. So Marcus comes with all his whimsical, whimsical, flippy-dippy, yoga-hippie answer. But I know the actual answer. All right. What makes a twirl so twirly then? Okay, right. Boring as it may be, this is how it's made and I know it's true. Go on. Sheet of chocolate. Yeah. A little bit molten, not quite set. Mm -hmm. Some sort of a a big sliding metal spatula scrapes through, pushes all the chocolate together, makes it kind of crumple in that twirly form. Then that is dipped in chocolate. Chocolate covers the outside. It's then wrapped up in that little purple wrapper. And that is how you make a Cadbury twirl so twirly. Point blank, full stop, question answered. I don't think so. I don't think so. The inside is too perfectly twirly and flaky to be anything to do with molten chocolate. Right, you, you can you can give me your next explanation next week. Yeah, my, my explanation is actually going to be one step closer no, to finding out what makes it twirl so twirly. Okay? Not a hope in hell. Not a hope in hell. So what's this week's question? So this week's question for the body of In the Share with Taz and Marcus is a deep one. It's a deep one. So this week's question is one of the questions that a child will ask their parents most. Why is the sky blue? Another good question this week that I thought I would know the answer to, but surprise, surprise, I didn't. Do you know what? In the show with Taz and Marcus is actually making me feel more and more dim each week because I think I know all these mysteries of the world and then I do a bit of research and I find out I'm wrong. But it's making you smarter. But why is the sky blue, Marcus? I don't know. Maybe maybe it's singing like you know that tune. I'm blue, dabbity Now blue his house with a blue little window and a blue Corvette. Everything is blue for him inside and everybody outside because he ain't got nobody to listen. That is a tune. I haven't thought about that song in so long. Do you know what, Marcus? If you were going to go with any blue-related song. I would have went straight for blue, one love. One love for the city streets, one love for the hip hop feast, one love. Oh, I do believe. Do you know, actually. One love is all we need. Y- you have like Blue Monday as well, which is like, how does it feel da, 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 da. to treat me like you do? <laughs> <laughs> like, there's so many. What other, what other blue? I think I win this blue music off with Blue One Love that is going on my CV. But honestly, why do you think the sky is blue? Is it something to do with the fact that, you know, water's blue and it's like a reflection from the ocean up? 
No, but loads of people think that. So when, when me and you, when Marks and I were out doing our Cadbury Twirl Roadshow, we had this kind of funky magic eight ball. Do you remember those magic eight balls? It was class. But uh, it had loads of these mystery questions in it. And one of the questions was, what makes the sky blue? And I'd say one in two people thought it was something to do with the colour of the sky reflecting the colour of the ocean. But that is not true. I can see why people think that, kind of, though, because... When, when you look up at the sun, it's white and all the space around it is blue. Where the hell does that blue come from? Well, that's a great that's a great way to start. It leads us in perfectly. So the sun is not actually a white light, but rather an array of different colours. And okay. you can kind of see those colours in a rainbow. So Marcus, test time. I feel like whenever I take an episode question, I always give you a test. Right. But uh, can you name the colours of the rainbow? Oh, what is it? It's like Richard of York gave battle in vain. So it's like... Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, and violet. Isn't that? Excellent. Did I get it right? That is right. Richard of York gave battle in vain. (laughs) Yeah, there you go. It's um, that is that is how you remember the colours of a rainbow. (laughs) Okay, so yeah, the sun's ray of light is actually made up of all of these colours and then some. Right. The photosphere of our sun is so hot at nearly six thousand Kelvin that it emits a wide spectrum of light from ultraviolet at the highest energies. Ultraviolet light being invisible. Exactly. And then, of course, it emits into the visible from violet all the way to red and then deep into the infrared portion of the spectrum. Infrared light being invisible yet again. Exactly. So kind of like radio waves are microwave waves. (laughs) Microwave waves? Microwave waves. Are they like waves that smell like buttery popcorn? that also have your housemates leftover chilli pebble dashed <laughs> on the walls against them. That's limited to microwave waves, I'm afraid. Okay. <laughs> Can you imagine a world where like the sun emitted the smell of buttery popcorn? Like there there would actually be no war. There no, would be there no, would be no wars. There'd be no war at all. There'd be far more obesity because we'd literally be huffing in buttery popcorn air. Oh no, he's smoking air again. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, back to the task at hand. Okay, so sunlight is not white, but it's actually loads of different colours. That's kind of where we're going from the ultraviolet to the infrared. Correct. And these colours can be broken up when the sun's light is passed through a prism, for example, like Pink Floyd, you know? Yeah, the dark side of the moon. Exactly. The kablam, the chiapois. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly, kablam a (laughs) chiapois. So when a white light is passed through something like a prism, that's when you can kind of see all these different colours. And what causes those different colours to show is to do with how light energy travels from the sun downwards. So how each light travels, you know, be it ultraviolet or like red light or blue light or yellow light, um, how that light travels from the sun to the earth. Is that what you mean by like how light energy travels? That's exactly it. So light energy travels in waves. Think about the waves that you can kind of see on a life support machine in your favourite soap opera. The way some are flat and others are more choppy. Mm -hmm. Some light travels in those short choppy waves up and down, up and down, up and down while other light travels in long lazy waves that aren't so choppy and drastic. Right, okay. So each... Is this where the the, the phrase wavelength comes from? That's exactly it, yeah. Yeah, it comes in different wavelengths, right? Exactly. So is it like you know, you have some some forms of light which are choppy and some which are long and lazy and that corresponds to different colours. Is that right? That's exactly it. So, so each colour coming from the sun has a different wavelength. That's exactly it. Right, exactly, okay. Exactly. So blue light waves are shorter than red light waves, for example. And what makes the sky blue and not red is how these wavelengths react to the gases that make up the Earth's atmosphere, mainly nitrogen and oxygen. 
So when each color travels from the sun, it reacts with the Earth's atmosphere before reaching the Earth. Is that correct? Exactly. So the sun's light, mm-hmm. when it comes down, is in all of these colors, not just white. All of these colors, the wavelengths of all of these are different lengths. So the shortest wavelength of blue is most affected by these gases and doesn't just pass through the molecules of nitrogen and oxygen and other gases in our atmosphere, but rather when the blue wavelength comes in contact with these molecules, they scatter in all directions. So when that wavelength of light comes down and kind of hits those molecules, it was traveling straight down originally, yeah. but then is being scattered horizontally as soon as it hits that uh, hits the atmosphere. That's that exactly it. it. That's exactly it. So if you think of a watering hose, for example, mm-hmm. that's one stream of water. But if you put it up against a wall, that water will scatter and go in a different direction. That's exactly what happens with blue wavelengths. So the blue wavelengths come in contact with these molecules mm-hmm. and don't go straight through them like other wavelengths of colour like red but rather they scatter and they kind of don't go through it they scatter and spread across the Earth's atmosphere and that's why we see blue Okay so what you're saying is other colours don't react in the same way Yeah exactly so as I was saying red passes straight through the molecule so never scatters always staying in a straight line from the sun down to the Earth So it's all really to do with how different wavelengths react to different matter Yeah and, and the fact that light of different wavelengths respond differently to interactions with matter proves extremely important and useful in our daily lives. Like the large holes in your microwave, for example, allow short wavelength visible light in and out, but keep longer wavelength microwave light in and reflect it. Another example is the thin coating on your sunglasses, which reflect ultraviolet, violet and blue light, but allow the longer wavelength greens, yellows, oranges and reds to pass through. Okay, so light coming from the sun, just to reiterate, is a whole host of colours. Yeah. All with different wavelengths. Yes. And the molecules that make up our atmosphere scatter the shorter wavelength lights far more efficiently. Um, I'm going to say, like, if blue has a really short wavelength and colours like red have a longer wavelength, I'm going to say, like, colder colours have the shorter wavelengths and hence scatter more and that's what makes the sky appear blue. That's exactly it. Do you have any facts to end the episode? I do, I do. Okay. Okay, so believe it or not, you can fit 1.3 million Earths into the sun. And 1.3 million Earths into the sun. Like, think of how massive planet Earth is. Wow. Now, honestly, it's not 100 times. It's 1.3 million planet Earths into the sun. How insane is that? That's absolutely bonkers. So go on. And do you have any others? Yes. Okay, so next up, light from the sun reaches Earth in about eight minutes. Light reaches Earth in about eight minutes. From the sun, yeah. But what's the distance from the sun to, to the Earth? Okay, I mean, so like, you, you wouldn't be getting an Uber from one to the other. Like. <laughs> uh, an Uber super space tron So probably <laughs> in the future that might be a thing. Isn't that kind of scary to think about? I don't know, I don't know if anyone would be wanting to go to the sun. This is true. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyway, as you asked, the average distance from the sun to the Earth is about 150 million kilometres. Wow. Yeah, and light travels at about 300,000 kilometres per second. So dividing one by the other gives you 500 seconds, 8 minutes and 20 seconds. This energy can reach Earth in mere minutes, but it takes millions of years from light from the centre of the sun to reach its surface. Okay. So it's, it takes a shorter distance of time for light from the sun to reach Earth than 
from the core of the sun to reach its surface. That is absolutely fascinating. And you know what? I'm just saying this because it's so obvious, but damn, sun. So there you have it. Next time you're at a family barbecue and your little siblings or your nieces or nephews are tugging at your trousers going, why is the sky blue? We've got your back. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of In the Shower with Taz and Marcus. If it happens to be one of your first, our second, our third, our fourth, our fifth, our sixth episodes, good news, we've got over 50 for you to binge listen to. So please do so and recommend us to all your friends and family. Please do recommend us to all your friends and family and to your granny. Most importantly, your granny. Just give your granny a call. She misses you. So as we said at the beginning of this week's episode, for the next six weeks, we are teaming up with Cadbury Twirl and they are sending us their fans' questions. The questions that are keeping their fans up at night. All in a bit to answer the biggest question of them all. What, what makes, makes a twirl, twirl so twirly? Well, we, we really did that impressively <laughs> in sync. Anyway, if you do want to get in touch with us, um, and we do love when you get in touch, whether you're sending us a question, or you just want to say hi, or you're sending us pictures of your pets, which so many of you have done. Uh, we've had snakes, we've had dogs, we had a chinchilla, which was cool. Chinchilla, chinchilla, <laughs> chinchilla, It couldn't be easier. You can find us on Facebook by searching In The Shower with Taz and Marcus, or get us on Twitter at In The Shower Pod. If you want to send us pictures of your animals or send us questions for upcoming episodes, please get in touch with us via email at intheshowerpodcast at gmail.com. Couple of thank yous to wrap up the episode. Big thank you to Alan and Paddy and everybody in the Headstuff Podcast Network. Guys, we really appreciate your work. Next up, thank you so much, Flo Robinson, for our cover art. We love you, Flo. A big thank you to Dave Gertzman for our theme music. Check him out on Dave Records Arama. Next week's question. Next week's question is another one that's being sent in by Cadbury Twirl fans and it's it's, it's bloody good, Marcus. They, I have to say, the standard that these guys and girls are submitting questions at are so impressive. I think maybe Cadbury Chocolate grows intrigue in the mind. What do you think? I think it could. Next week's question. Blub, 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 blub. Blub, 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 blub. I don't know what you're doing. Do fish get thirsty? Oh my God. I've never thought about that. That episode is going to be out next Monday in time for your morning shower. But in the meantime, keep scrubbing. This podcast is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network.